The following is a presentation of the Boston Podcast Network. Podcasting is a great way for professionals to tell their story. Find out how you can get started at pod617.com. You know, we didn't wreck the marriage. We're just, we're, we're just picking up the pieces, right? This is what we do. We fix mistakes. It's a mistake, and like you said, we're coming in to, to fix it. Yeah, a lot of mistakes leading up to the biggest mistake. It's a mistake. It's a mistake. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, good everything, depending what time and where you're listening. You're listening to It's a Mistake, Boston's mess. How about the world? The world's <laughs> best, greatest, most dynamic uh, divorce podcast. Uh, we don't always talk about divorce, right? We talk no. about weight loss and other things, and we talk about the crown. Mm-hmm. This is attorney Matthew Barrick. I'm sitting here with the princess of the probate court, attorney Kirsten Demoga. Hi. Is that, can we, can we play some like crown music for her since she's a princess? Can we do that again? Coming right up, boss. <laughs> so, and we also have a very special guest today. We are sitting here with one of, one of our favorite uh, retired probate court just, judges, uh, Judge Peter DeGange. How are you doing? We need some judicial music. We got to work on this. What might that be? Here comes the judge and the laughing bit. No. What about the people? How about the people's, the people's court? The people's court's always solid. Wapner. Okay, we can make <laughs> yeah, that. Yeah, we're, 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 that's one of my favorite shows. So Judge DeGange is, is sitting in with us, and uh, we're going to interview him soon. But I thought I thought we'd go through a couple other things okay. first because of the time of year. It's the holidays and stuff. And uh, Judge DeGange, please feel to, to chime in, and then we'll do a little bit of an interview with him. Uh, so what's going on? Did you go to court today? No. No? No. Me too. Tomorrow. Oh, there it That's is. Judge Gange's music. I like that. No, I, I feel <laughs> like that. I feel welcome now. <laughs> you feel much better? Oh yeah, I'm at ease. <laughs> I figured we'd ease you in. We don't want we don't want to scare you. Uh have you any interesting cases, Kirsten? They're all interesting. You know, they're fascinating, aren't they? <laughs> they're all complicated and interesting. We're, I think that's why we get them. Yeah. I, I think so too. So I thought we'd st- I, I, I thought we'd play a game to start today. Okay. All right. Um, and Judge DeGange, you can play too because you should be good at this. So what 10 industries do you think are most likely industries where people work that get divorced? Oh, I can tell you number one. All right. Sales. Sales. I'm going to write that down. So sales. We're going to look at the list next. Judge DeGange? Dentists. Dentists. Okay. Sales, dentists. I'm going to go with surgeons. Maybe because mm-hmm. I represent yeah. me. But I'm going to go with surgeons. That's three. We've got to come up with ten. Engineers. Engineers. And police officers. Oh, police officers. <laughs> All right, got an easy one. Firefighters. <laughs> yep. Judge? I think we've covered the, the gamut of uh, the real offenders. The frequent flyers. <laughs> the frequent flyers. <laughs> oh, speaking of frequent flyers, flight attendants. <laughs> That's a good one. I'm going to yeah. put flight attendants as seven. Pil- pilots. Yeah. Pilots is eight. We need two more. Let's see if we can do this. Two more. Contractors. Contractors. Mm. Oh, yeah. Good one. Oh, and bartenders. Yeah. Bartenders or waitresses, industry, service yeah. industry. Okay. All right. So here we go. We need some music. <laughs> I don't know. Make something up. Is he awake today? I don't think so. He's like unbelievable, this guy. <laughs> I love you, David. Jeopardy. You could do Jeopardy. This is like, yeah, Jeopardy is good. I don't know if that works. No, 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 I don't no. know. Try again. Yeah. Uh, all right. So 
Here's what it says. So career may not be the number one determinant. You like that? Yeah. Judge, right. make the call. <laughs> Career may not be the number one determining factor in whether a person will get divorced, but financial stability and overall satisfaction with life are important contributors. Okay. Workplace atmosphere could also influence whether one goes through a divorce. Yayu's research found that. All right, I don't, I don't care about that. All right, so here we go. The top ten occupations with the highest divorce rate. Number one. Gaming managers. Gaming? Like, what, is, what the heck is what it? Is the, what is casinos? that? A casino? Yeah, that would make sense. All right, to give us an X. Like, it's ah, weird. I've never... We need like an X. We haven't had casinos for that long in Massachusetts, <laughs> so true. we haven't Good really point. seen that crowd Good come point. forward. See why he's a judge? What was a judge? Smart. Smart. Right on it. Thinking yeah. globally. It's fantastic. <laughs> All right, so we don't... It's absolutely right. Sorry, we didn't get that okay. one right. All right, number two. Bartenders. Whoa. That was the last one, though. We Very thought. good. Interesting. I could see Number that. three. Yeah. Flight attendants. Wow. Good. Okay. Number four. I don't know what this is. This number one. Gaming service workers. Again. Uh, again. I, don't, I think we just haven't. Can I get an eh. <laughs> <laughs> We'll do our own sound effect. I don't know what this is, and I don't know if you ever had this in all your years of sitting on the bench. Rolling machine setters, operators, and tenders in the metal and plastic industry. What the heck is that? If, eh. I, if I did, I didn't know about it. <laughs> this is weird is because weird. Uh, what is it? Uh, this survey must be from Maybe 19. We're out of touch. This survey might the be from 1966. Uh -huh. Listen to this. Switchboard <laughs> operators. <laughs> I, mean, who, I don't think that exists. What the heck is a switchboard operator? I know what it is, but well, I don't think that they was, exist Yeah, they don't exist. The next one's a stagecoach <laughs> operator. <laughs> He's a funny judge. Um, another one, telemarketers. That's odd. odd. Um, let me just read this again. The yeah. top 10 occupation. You know, this is what, I don't know. Uh, this is crazy. Um, I have no idea what this is. Textile knitting and weaving machine operators. <laughs> Where did you get this? I have no idea. The, internet. <laughs> really like the internet's a dangerous place. I, I got this recently. Uh, <laughs> and then, I don't know what this is either. Extruding, forming, pressing, and right, We have to stop this. All right, this is, we're this done. Nonsense. I think we go with our list. I think we came up with All right, with let, let's do our own list because this one's ridiculous. I think um, we got it. I think we came up with so it. So sales is, is high. Yeah. Why do you think people in sales get divorced? Because they're never around. They're traveling. Too many temptations. Yeah, I agree. And if it's not strong. Yeah. What about dentists? I've seen a lot of dentists come in for whatever reason. Uh, I think the practice, I think the personality to be a dentist is uh, contrary to having a, a strong relationship with other people because you're self-reliant on your own skills. I agree. The other thing too is dentists have, don't they have the highest, highest uh, suicide, suicide rate? Suicide and depression. I think yeah. it's it's much like us. Nobody wants to see you. No, you no. know what I mean. I have surgeons and doctors. Not all doctors, but I find so surgeons have a, have a high yeah. because of the work life. Right. Did you get a lot of those? Yep. Um, what was the other one? Police and firefighters yeah. definitely. Tons. You had tons of those. Tons on the bench. Pilots, the same thing yeah. as like flight attendants. Yeah. So that's good. So this survey sucked. Um, <laughs> we'll throw this out. <laughs> This is, and this doesn't make any sense. Let's try this one. Um, what about the lowest divorce rates? We won't do 10, but give me one you think where people don't get the Priests. Priests? <laughs> Very good. Solid. <laughs> By the way, ding, ding, ding. It's number four. <laughs> 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 
Yes. Wait, is it seriously on the list? I swear to God. Is it the talk? I swear to God. But I'm, I'm just a Jewish kid, but <laughs> priests can't. Ra- rabbis can be married. Right? Oh, I thought it said priests. It says clergy. Clergy. Okay, well, maybe we're going to go with I'm going to say that's yeah. close enough. Yeah. So that's that's number four. Actuaries, number one. Really? But actuaries are supposed to have the best uh, life balance. As I, the, uh, I would yeah. think they'd be. Yeah, but to be an actuary, is uh, it, it has to be awful dry. I think your yeah. personality has to be matched <laughs> with your job, which, which yeah. means you'll never get divorced. Well, because <laughs> <laughs> no one would ever put yeah, up with yeah, you again. Yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> what else is on this? Oh, Do you have another account, one? maybe? Um, on that same well, this list theory? is terrible. This list, the director of religious activities and education. Oh, well, yeah. I mean, anybody this? that. Oh, chemical engineers? Same, I think oh, same engineers. theory, yeah. yeah. But I have a ton of engineers. Yeah, Somehow no, engineers, they engineers love me, too. which is weird. Well, it's interesting, we have it on, this, this is chemical engineers. Right. I think software engineers have a very high divorce rate. Mm-hmm. We've had a ton of ton engineers of in general. Engineers. If you're a software engineer looking to get divorced, go to barrackfamily.com, <laughs> please, right now. Specialty. We specialize in those. You, you get a lot of high tech people. <laughs> Thank you, David. <laughs> So this list was really bad. I don't know where I got this from, but because um, it also has number ten physicians and surgeons as, as a lower Beast? rate. Who else is on the list? Just uh, right, quickly. Right, quickly. Good time. Physical scientists, whatever that is. What's physical science? We took. I remember taking physical science. Is that really school? a job? People actually do, do that. What do you do? What do you, what do you dig in a ditch and like dig things up and uh, figure out what I it think is? It's like you know people that work in I don't know. Medical and life scientists. I don't know. I don't know. Biologists, I guess that would be. I think this is a survey of <laughs> strange people. Why don't we check this list? All right, let's check it right here. Right. It's out. lighting it on fire. Okay. All right, all right. Um, so now, all right, we got we got a choice before we turn to Judge DeGangie. Oh, sorry, to the mic, please. Oh, I'm sorry. Um, you want to talk? Well, let's play peppers and onions. Do you have our sound effect? We'll do a little peppers we and onions. We never go there anymore. We're, we we're going. There we're, 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 we're going. I know we don't go to our peppers and onions place, <laughs> but I can eat peppers and onions. You can. Green it's peppers aren't the best, but you onions can eat are the okay. Peppers and onions. So you got a choice. You, you choose. Um, so you want you want to talk about? I don't know. I, I guess we should talk about the holidays. Well, you pick. Now yeah, we'll go with the holidays. Okay. All right. Let's talk about survival. We'll say we'll say we had we had we had a, a, a sex thing. Um, but we'll save that. We'll save that for the next show. Okay. Please. We'll, we'll let Please. Judge DeGancy warm up a little bit. Well, you're retired now. It's okay. It's okay. You can't get in too much trouble. Uh, but So let's talk about surviving. This is this is about surviving. Um, we should give people some help with our yeah. peppers and onions segment. Yeah. We try to help people out there that are contemplating divorce, thinking about divorce, trying to get through a divorce. Because this is a divorce podcast where we're not talking about food or things like mm-hmm. that. So let's talk about helping people survive the post-divorce holidays. So the holiday season is, I'm reading from an article, the holiday season is usually a difficult, stressful time. Everyone's trying to make plans, see people. And after the divorce, issues often become even more stressful. Um, so how can we help people the holidays? What do you, what, what's some advice here? I think that's a good question for the judge because I agree. that's I, probably <laughs> yeah. this time of year everybody yeah, was coming year. in, right? right what well, do you do? It's amazing that uh, people don't know that Christmas is coming December 25th, <laughs> so they don't plan ahead about it. They say uh, they we used to have a stream of people coming yes. in uh, the week before Christmas saying they have to see their child for Christmas. 
Uh, well, when's the last time you saw your child? Three and a half years ago. So, <laughs> But they have to see the child Christmas. Uh, the way to get through it, really the best way, is to have a good plan at your time of divorce, a, a parenting plan at the time of your divorce and your separation agreement where you know in advance when you're getting the children. If, uh, if it's a Christmas vacation or a holiday, usually it's divided in alternating years, so you could you know who's going to have the child for Christmas, who's going to have the child for Thanksgiving. Uh, but you need to do it in advance. You can't do it at the last minute. And the children need to know where they're going. And I always used to say, you know, I haven't met a kid yet that doesn't like to have two Christmases. So if you're celebrating <laughs> Christmas, do it in each house. What the heck? doesn't have to be on that day or in that morning. could be that afternoon. And the same thing for other religious holidays. Hanukkah, uh, however you celebrate it, um, children like to celebrate, especially if they like their parents. They like to celebrate with their parents. Uh, so you don't want to put the kids in the middle and say, where do you want to go, Johnny? Uh, you want the parents to lead the crowd. And uh, it's up to them to have an advanced plan. So uh, everybody knows what's happening, including the children. So there's no doubt. No, that's that's a great point. And I, what would you say? Because I get a lot of people that think they're amicable and say, "Oh, no, 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 no." Right? I, I send them a draft, and they say, "Oh, no, no, no." Well, we can figure that out. What do you say to that? I know what I say, but I wonder what the judge well, says. For uh, a divorce to go through with a separation agreement, a judge has to approve it. And I always used to look at uh, with particular attention as to how. The children are being treated because they're the most important asset of the marriage, in my opinion. So I always look to uh, see if there are adequate plans. Also look to see how old the children are. If they're 17 or 16 or 14 even, it's hard to tell a 14-year-old kid what to do in a lot of cases. But if you have young children, you really need to have a, a, a sufficient plan for them, and I always made sure that happened. True. Yeah, I think one of the things that I was felt to I always feel about um, parenting plans for around the holidays is that one of the things that one of the studies indicates is that a lot most of the time we will alternate, you know, even yeah. years, odd years for holidays. But one of the interesting things is that when they did a study about that, they found that children actually prefer consistency and routine. So right. actually, it's recommended in most of the like the guidelines regarding parenting plans is that it's actually best practice for a child to spend a certain time period mm -hmm. like Christmas Eve with mom, right. Christmas day with dad. Mm -hmm. And that that's actually what the children prefer because then particularly when they're younger, because then as they grow older, they, they take that Christmas day. It's like, okay, that's my day right. with, with dad. That's my tradition. So right. you develop that tradition with that parent on mm -hmm. that day. And then you, you, they realize that that's the time that they're going to spend every year there versus alternating. They, they actually yeah. sort of shown the alt, the, the even odd altering, which is what most people do because nobody can ever agree. It's why in some ways they get divorced. Well, well not, not only that, morning too. but unfortunately the kids don't really have a say in this unless the parents are listening to them. So when the uh, case comes before court, uh, you try to uh, put something together that hopefully is equitable to both sides. And you try to make sure that the kids are involved and it's equitable to the children. But it's very hard to tell a parent, you're only going to see this child Christmas Eve or whatever, right. uh, and uh, you're only going to see this child Christmas Day, and then you could have New Year's kind of thing. It's hard to do that with parents, and you're trying to get them on an equal playing field. And hopefully, uh, once the dust settles down and they see what their kids are all about, you know, perhaps they, if they're wise enough, they'll accede to the children's wishes. But 
that's not always the case. And that's hard for a judge because if you're a judge to, to say, okay, your mom, you always get Christmas Eve, dad, you, you want then you, then you consider, equities involved. Yeah, you're considered biased also too if you right. take a particular bent on a case. Yeah. And that's, so that's why good practitioners like Attorney DeMoga <laughs> can draft good parenting plans so that you're Well, I do Halloween. Care. I mean, people say, oh, we don't need all this. I say, yes, you do. And you might not need it now, but then a couple years down the road, you know, it's great if you can agree and do things. Uh, but then if somebody disagrees, you take out that agreement. You say, okay, it's 2020. Who's with who? What time? And you're done. We've had them uh, as uh, thorough as including Halloween. But uh, early on when those started coming in, I said, when did Halloween become a national holiday? So It's uh, not. <laughs> well, it's you not, don't eat candy you know, anymore. So I don't eat candy. But, you know, I, Sometimes I question if it was too thorough, including Halloween. If the parties agreed, that's great. But if Halloween was a sticking point, <laughs> no, no, no. But I'm I'd saying you cannot that. believe how many people yeah. fight about that. Yeah. You know, well, now, during the yeah. month, yeah, and they lose their minds about it. Well, you know what they should do if they can, but most people can't. But if they can, you, you share the hol- some some holidays right. like Halloween together. But it doesn't. <laughs> but that's, but <laughs> that that's in a perfect really world, like and the rest of us live in the Friday real world. Friday the thirteenth, yeah. yeah, yeah exactly. But that's that's always that can be a, that can be problematic for people, obviously. Right. And I think that's why it makes sense to have some form of parenting plan. But I always tell people try to develop your own. You right. know, if you can have shoot to your own household, yeah. particularly when the kids are younger, your own traditions, and rather than than alternating each year, uh, because it the children you want to look at the holidays from the perspective of the child. Right. So there's a couple couple good rules um, for you to follow. I, I came up with four. Let me know what you think about these. The first rule is to put the is what we were just kind of alluding mm-hmm. to is put the children first. Right. The, the, the holidays aren't about you or your time. It's about the children and what's important for them and the traditions that you're going to be creating for them for a lifetime, so that they'll identify certain holidays and certain times with you. Mm-hmm. So do you agree with that? Put Absolutely. The first. Absolutely. But yeah. that's most of our work is putting getting people like the judge said. His first, you know, it's the kids. Is that hard to do as a judge to put the children first because they're, they're there, but they're not there? It's not It's not hard to do uh, as a judge. You're calling balls and strikes, really, and uh, you're, you're trying to put the best interest of the child forward, but you'd be surprised, surprised how many parents use their children as clubs against the other side. In other words, they'll intentionally ask for uh, parenting time when they know... Uh, the other side wants the parenting time, or they'll uh, just parenting time altogether, or who's going to take the child where. Um, and it's difficult. And at times, you have to get outside people involved, such as uh, therapists or uh, advocates for children, things of that nature, uh, to try to help not only help the pe- people realize what's the best interest of their children, but also give information to the court as to what's in the best interest of the children. It's not only just the judge's thought process. A lot of times professionals who have had time to uh, talk with the parties, had time to uh, assimilate what's going on in the family, uh, to get recommendations from those people and inform the court as to what's in the best interest of the children. So that we had somebody on here. I'm curious what your opinion is now that you're not that you're retired, you can speak a little more freely about parent coordinators. We've had them on and um, we've used them. Was it helpful to you? I think extremely helpful for several reasons. First off, it keeps the people from coming back into court on on the most ridiculous things at times. Uh, Parenting coordinator is familiar with the case. You could call them and say, this is our problem. 
I want to take Johnny swimming tomorrow and uh, the other side won't let me because they want to stay home on a play date kind of thing or right. I want to take them to the circus. And that person could call the shots and right. they don't have to go to court. And usually what happens is uh, whatever the uh, uh, parenting coordinator suggests is the rule of the case until a court overturns right. that. So the parties could always go back in the court and say, this guy's you know, right. completely wrong. We want to change that. So it's open mm -hmm. for consideration. So it keeps the people out of court uh, right. a lot more often than otherwise. Right. And if you have a good parenting coordinator, a lot of times they go a long way to settling oh, yeah. what the underlying issues are mm -hmm. and help. So right. I, I, I like them okay. uh, as long as they were good. You, uh, they were... <laughs> You know, you get some parenting like coordinators yeah. that yeah. you say, where are you getting this from? Right. I mean, it's completely, right. so you have to know who they are and what their credentials are. Right. And one, one of the things you can do too, which I just thought was good advice, is not only putting the children first, but at, asking the children what they enjoy about the holidays. Mm -hmm. You know, what's important to them. A lot of times people are always about my time, this is my time, my time, my time, instead of asking the children what's important to you regarding the holidays. And then crafting a plan from the perspective of the child. Well, that that's difficult too because you never at court. At least I never right. did. Uh, you don't take a child into court and say, "What do you want?" To pick somebody or pick a parent. Uh, you you just don't do that. Uh, so that goes along with the, uh, goes along with the line of uh, a professional working with the child, somebody who's trained in working with children. If that's an issue that can't be resolved, then you have to resort to a professional. That's what you do, but you would never take a, a and I, I want the people out there to understand, you never take a child into court to be interviewed by a judge. It's always done by a professional. Could be the probation department of the court, those people are trained to, to uh, mm -hmm. talk with children, or a, child, a children's therapist. Uh, you look to all sorts of outside help to get that information, but you never bring a kid into court. No. But one of the things you can do is, as a lawyer that's out there when you're developing parenting plans is that, or, or with your clients or with a client with a lawyer, is if you're able to do it by agreement, right. then you're avoiding keeping, because every study shows that the more the child is involved in the uh, discord between the parties, the worse effect it has upon them. Mm -hmm. So if you, can, if you can shield them from the divorce, most studies now indicate that the kids don't have as many long-term Right. lingering negative effects on a divorce if they were completely out of it. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, if you're able to craft a holiday plan with your uh, ex-spouse-to-be or your ex-spouse that works for the kids and keeps in mind the child's voice as to what the children want or you, know, you can work that out together, that's, you know, you don't, end up, you don't end up in front of Judge DeGangi here having <laughs> made a decision. And if you end up yeah, in front of him, he was good. He came down. He made decisions. Made decisions. Appreciated that. The, the other, the other, the other third thing is, um, in terms of when you craft these parenting plans, is you don't want children to be uh, choosing between parents. No. You know, it's it's not a contest. Uh, you want you want it, and then the other thing that comes along with that is equal time for, mm -hmm. for holidays. You agree with that? Oh, absolutely. Well, I mean, there's the people that don't understand that. And I say, look, you know, I have people right now, if, if you're going to say you only get two hours, well, you're going to get that time next year. So, you know, it cuts both ways. You have to, this is something you're going to have to work together on. So and I, this I is something that adults need to do, not the children. Exactly. I, I used to say the tail doesn't wag the dog. In other <laughs> words, uh, the child doesn't tell the yeah. adult right. what to do or what not to do. Right. 
Uh, and at times it's really difficult because if you have a parenting plan and the child refuses right. to get into the other side's car, mm -hmm. what do you do? I mean, those are those are really tough cases, yeah, and yeah. those are cases that need a lot of therapy to, to yeah. see what the underlying problem is. If it's warranted, then you have to change the parenting plan. But if it's not warranted, you have to work with the child to try to convince the child to normalize a visitation if it's possible. And sometimes... Not often because it's like giving up on a case, but if you've had a case for a long time and you just can't get any headway with this child visiting with the other parent, sometimes you just have to sadly say to the other parent, you know, give this some time to settle. Maybe this child will see the light when he gets a little more mature. He or she gets a little more mature uh, or understands what the whole problem was. But sometimes it's better to back off than to keep forcing uh, a child to have visitation when they really don't want to. So, again, yeah. it's up to the parents to recognize what's going on and try to work with the kid's uh, yeah. best interests. What about equal time with uh, for holidays and stuff with grandparents and cousins and extended family? And in, terms of well, in terms of incorporating in the parenting plan, in, in terms of both, both sides having some time with the family, I think it's important, too. What I used to do is say, look, if you if you have parenting time, your your extended family right. can visit with the child when you're having your parenting time. Grandparents aren't part of the divorce proceedings. Your aunts and uncles and uh, you know, brother Archie, they're not involved <laughs> with the case. It's uh, it's the parents to make up their mind when they're having their parenting time, right. and let the uh, his their extended family visit at that time. Right. Uh, one more, one more uh, tidbit here. The other thing is you should never turn the holidays into a competition. In other words, gifts should not influence children where, you know, one, one parent buys uh, the kid a Porsche and the other gets a Tonka a toy. A dog. Or a dog <laughs> or something like that. You got to be, you got to be careful. Be careful with that. Yeah. You agree with that? Yeah. I mean, it's, it's hard to, to uh, as a judge, I'm sure that's, that's probably possible to, uh, to monitor or to put into parenting plan, but this right. is sort of a, overview with with good parenting in terms of you know with your children because right. children change and they grow yeah. you know sometimes what people don't realize is that a lot of times you'll find that early on one child would be a child would be more bonded with one parent and then as they grow and develop and usually turn into adolescence they all of a sudden bond with the other parent mm -hmm. so it's not a tug of war you know with your with your children it's the psychological needs of the child sometimes <clears throat> excuse me you start out with a child uh, being with the mother for a long period of time. If it's a male child, some studies say it, ultimately it's better for a, ch a male child to be with a male figure uh, to help further development. So um, you have to consider that also. These things are all interwoven with individual cases as to how you work with a child. There's no set uh, formula as to how you work with a family. It, it's case-by-case -case basis. Yeah. So to sum up, our, 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 our number one advice is to have a plan. Have a parenting plan for the holidays. Yes. Don't do it last minute, as Judge DeGangie <laughs> uh, rightfully points out. Christmas is on. It's on this year. It's on no, the 25th. It's on, but when is it on? The it's 25th. On. It's not going to change. Showtime. It's going to be on the 25th. Christmas is going to be on the 24th, <laughs> which is the holiday. Thanksgiving changes, right? Yeah. Well, it's the last It's always Thursday. on a Thursday. It's always yeah, on a Thursday. Of the month. And Halloween's always the 31st. <laughs> Although I think Halloween should and New be Year's. And New Year's is New Year at the beginning of the end of the year. But so that you know when the holidays are, that's the point. Yeah. You need to have, you, thank yeah. you. Thank you. He's a, I thought he fell asleep. So that you have to have a plan with your, and if you can do that by an agreement, by a separation yeah. agreement and work it out by putting number two, the, your, your children first or your child first and 
Do not turn it into competition. <laughs> I've got a good question Go for the judges now that hey, did you ever have people or in your practice? I have people say, well, we're just gonna continue to celebrate it together. I've had that happen. They really <laughs> I just do. Think I've that's had the that happen. Yeah, thing. really. They go on vacations together. Uh, I don't know why they do that. Uh, to me, a divorce is to separate right. from each other. I think my personal thought is that if parents continue to uh, celebrate holidays together or go away together, it gives the children yeah. false hope that the parents are going to get back together again. And it's confusing yeah. to the children as to what's going on here. Why is daddy not here half the time or all the time and only here or here every weekend? It's very confusing yeah. to children. And again, it's a case-by-case -case basis. It might be in the child's best interest to do that yeah. or not. Now, I've had people come to me with a mediated agreement to yeah. review, and they write in that they're going to, you know, dad's going to go to the house and open gifts, and it's like, no, no, I think it's great when parents get along, but I do think that on, from the child's perspective, when you, I think it can be extraordinarily confusing. confusing. I think that's a, it's a very good point. Yeah. So listen, we want you all to have happy, healthy yes. Yes. holidays this year. One of my there's favorites. our music. Yeah. Very good. You like that one? Yeah. Very nice. One of my favorites. So no fighting this holiday season. Get along. Be good to your children. Have a parenting plan. Don't make it a competition and spend equal time with your children. This is our holiday message yes. uh, to our, our fellow practitioners and to our clients and to our would-be clients. Well, this has been fun. We're going to have part two of the great Judge DeGange. We're going to interview great. him next week. Uh, well, we're going to have him back. He's going to, we're going to keep him in a, locked in a room <laughs> for a week so he doesn't leave. And we'll have him, we're going to go through what it's like to be a judge. And can, can I be experience. home by Christmas? We'll be home by Christmas, <laughs> which is still going to be on the 25th this year. Yeah. So you've been listening to It's a Mistake. You want to take us out, Kirsten? Go ahead. Wrap it up. <laughs> Just wishing everybody a great holiday season. And if um, you like what you hear, you can find us at Barrick Family Law Group. Yeah, tell a friend, tell, a, tell an enemy. Yeah. We, need, we want more of the listeners. Happy holidays, everybody. Merry Christmas, Merry Hanukkah, Happy New Year. And uh, we will see you next, next week. week.